que é. DJ and PK brought you in part by Zero Res. When you get the carpets clean and get the tile cleaned, it's never just clean, it's Zero Res clean. Don't have it any other way. Just $33 per room. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. Time to welcome in Tim Lacombe. Duran, Duran, huh? Do 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 do. <laughs> Tim Lacombe, jazz radio studio analyst and part-time rock star. Tim, good morning. What's up, guys? Are the How jazz going to be hungry like the wolves? Well, I hope they're more hungry than the wolves. Wolves are out, so. Not them wolves. Those wolves. Just those wolves. Yeah. A pack of wolves. Um, no, I think since game one, obviously getting everybody back, uh, it, it's been a, much like we all talked about, it's been a, a very spirited series. I think Memphis has done an awesome job at basically giving the Jazz everything that they are capable of giving them, and the Jazz have responded and answered. Um, those two games in Memphis were very similar, and I love the resolve. You know, I think... It's hard to turn momentum. You know, Memphis did that to the Jazz, and the Jazz held on both times. And So a lot of really positive things to talk about. I think still a couple of guys who, you know, you're waiting for Joe to have one of Joe's nights, and that very well could be tonight, you know, the front of the home crowd. But Jordan Clarkson had one. Um, the depth of this team is awesome, and it's, it's one of the reasons that they're able to, uh, you know, really put pressure on the other team for 48 minutes. I know you take them one game at a time, Tim. That's how you're wired, but uh, we want to take them two or three at a time here. So we're trying to figure out who the Jazz are going to play in the next round after they win this series. And as you watch the uh, Clipper series unfold with the Mavericks, what are you thinking about these last three games? Well, that's a weird series. Obviously, the Mavericks look like, um, like they may not lose. In the first two games, they played so well. And then the Clippers just kind of do what the Clippers do. They grinded them out and kind of got it going themselves. I think the Clippers ultimately win that series. Um, I just think the way that it's gone now and, you know, I think the way that Dallas could have possibly done it is, you know, sneak one of those games. Now I'm losing them both now just kind of makes it so it's really up in the air. I think I think Clippers win it. Uh, I think they win it on by virtue of just the experience of Kawhi more than anything. And uh, I think that they'll be uh, they they may even win it. And they may not lose another game. You know, I think they may they may gentlemen sweep them from here. It's hard to find fault when the Jazz have won the last three. The one thing that I would say, and I want to see if you have a concern about, it, and it's not a huge concern for me is that they would get up a little bit and seem to be a little comfortable margin, you know, 10, 12, 
over Memphis, and then Memphis would come back, and it would be two to four, and the Jazz would extend it a little bit. So maybe in the situation of going forward, if you get up 10-12, try to get up 18-20, how much of a concern is that for you, or is it maybe that, hey, rather than be concerned about the Jazz, give the credit to Memphis? I would be more in the camp of give the credit to Memphis. I think sometimes, you know, particularly fans, um, they almost liken it to getting on the freeway and setting cruise control at 80, you know. Well, why'd you take it off 80? We were going just fine at 80. Well, unfortunately, there's variables, and the variables are the other team, you know, what they're doing. When you're playing on the road, the momentum exists. It's real. Um, And so one costly mistake if you're not careful, it can turn into several, and momentum totally shifts. What I was impressed with, um, and I have been all year long, is when it's winning time, the Jazz really find a way. And even games, they've come up short. Think about the number of games this year. Um, you know, they haven't lost very many, but a handful of those games, they were getting beat pretty good. And, I mean, I can remember three, four, five games that they were getting beat and really brought it down to have really a last possession to be able to to extend the game. And, I, and I've made comments about that during the year, that that is a, a real positive sign. Um, I think these two games in Memphis where, you know, really this Memphis team was, was prepared. I thought they played really well. I think they played as well as they're capable of playing, actually. Um, you know, they're getting scoring from, from all sorts of different guys. They've had Grayson Allen who's stepped up and been big for them. You know, Dylan Brooks has kind of turned the corner, um, you know, both as a player and an agitator. But, you know, I, I love that stuff because I think it, it's the it's kind of the story around a series that you remember forever. Um, but I, I'm more encouraged by the Jazz fighting them off and holding on to winning than I am them losing a lead. Um because losing a lead is not just necessarily not taking it serious. It's like, you know, there are variables involved there. And, and that's just really a hard one to, to understand to the lay person. Um, that's why I think the cruise control is a great one. It's not like getting on the freeway and setting it and, and just staying there. It's, you know, you, you've got to slow down for this and that, and you've got to score for this and that. Um, it, the most important thing is you get to your destination. I think that's what the Jazz have done. So I largely agree with you, and I see that, and, and I've thought that during games when I've seen people on Twitter losing their mind. It's, uh, hey, you can't prevent every 7-2 run that you know the Grizzlies are going to drop on you. And the, and the key thing is you got to be able to answer it. I do think that when we get down to the bitter end here, and the Lakers seem to be getting separated from the herd by their injuries, so it's, we'll drop them from the group. But whether it's the Jazz or the Clippers or the Suns or if it's the Nets over in the East and maybe – maybe Milwaukee or Philly, who, when the best teams get together, is going to be absolutely ruthless? You know, who is going to be what PK just says, like, we got you a little off your game at 8, we're taking it to 15 right now. And who is going to be absolutely ruthless and miss no opportunities? And I think when you were coaching, I think coaches really value the players who have that, who bring it out, because as a coach, you have so much stress. There's so many things you can't control. And so to just see one guy out there who you're like, this guy never, 
ever takes a possession off and lets anything slip. This guy always drops the hammer. When you have that player and you have that team, that's what's going to separate the very good teams from the team that has a championship, isn't it? Yeah, there's, that's, a, that's an element of it. Um, you know, and again, I don't think it's something that you can look out and see from someone always because, again, the variables of fatigue, injury, uh, you know, somebody maybe just not feeling great, um, you know, confidence issues. So there's so many things, even within the context of uh, the minutes that are going out on the floor, that you're each the individual person's going through their own thing and they're fighting their own battle. So, again, I think collectively, if you can get a group that really, really knows the score, always is aware, aware of the score, um, and fights like hell to win the game. And I think that's what we've seen from this Jazz team all year long. Now, as many times as maybe they've given up a lead, um, which I think if you watch NBA games, it's pretty crazy to me. I, I've stopped watching early in NBA games um, because, you know, if you, you catch it about mid third quarter you're going to see all you need to see um it, it's it's kind of funny because it's more just jostling in the beginning unless like last night where phoenix just jumps out and, and the lakers are done in the first quarter you know because the score's gotten so out of hand i guess i believe we just lost him hey yak yakamami <laughs> yak well, I think I think Yach may have done that, but I don't think he's hearing us right now. Oh, he's working on it. All right, well, you pressed a button. I think so. Remember that one time I did that on Troy Calhoun? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I thought I wanted to see how long he'd been on the uh, air, uh-huh. and so I hit the it's, I hit the wrong thing, and it just clicked <laughs> right in mid. And we lost the Air Force coach. Hundred percent on me. Ooh, I felt bad. Did you cut me off? Yach uh, Yach may have. That doesn't matter. No, You're back whatever. now. You're back. Make it happen. No, it's fine. Where were you? It's going to be the mafia. Who's in the back seat? <laughs> I just want to know who's sitting behind me, okay? Um, I don't even know where I was, but I, I think the main thing is just that DNA. You look for a championship DNA. And there's signs along the way. And I've pointed them out all year long, um, but I feel like the Jazz are trending competitively in the right direction. I love the way they've kind of taken control of this series. Did you hear the news about Danny Ainge, your guy? You know what I did? I I, I woke up to it this morning. Um, your reaction? And I'm not 100% surprised. I, I kind of, I mean, crazy thing is I know a lot of the parties involved know Danny well, but have not talked in to Danny about his job or work or any of that stuff. It's typically very surface. So um, not surprised per se, I think. You know, I, I think I'm living proof. You can be in a, a place a long, long time and do good things and feel like, you know, you, you need a new challenge. And I think that that's probably where, you know, at the end of the day, that's probably where Celtics and Danny are. So you think he's done, retired, or you think he's going to move to something else in basketball? It, it, I, I really don't know. Um, I mean, I always wondered if at some point, He'd find his way back here, particularly when Ryan bought the team. Um, Are they I mean, close? Good friends, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, it's a circle of friends down here. We've we've been, uh, you know, Ryan's been around um, 
so it'll be interesting. I don't know. I, I think that I'm happy for Danny because I think it's, uh, you know, he's, he's walking from something he can be really proud of. I think they've done a great job there. Um, but as to what his future plans are, man, I have no idea. I think everything's conjecture at this point. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, just tweeted out as Danny Ainge moves on from Boston, a possible landing spot in some capacity, the Utah Jazz. As rumors of Ainge's exit rippled through the NBA in recent months, a role with the Jazz has been seen as a potential next step. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely been stuff that's bubbled, you know, throughout the league. And um, But again, it's, you know, it's probably, in fairness, it's probably, there's a little buffer here and we'll see what happens. But, I mean, Certainly would be an interesting thing. Um, the one thing I will say is there's a, there's a great relationship there, and, and that's one thing that I do know. You don't think he wants to do morning radio, do you? Um, I heard that that was one of his bucket list items. Oh crap! <laughs> it was the. There's a zero percent chance this is true. <laughs> it was the Lacange. I mean, everybody knows I'm first to go. Lacange in the morning. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was clever. TD. Oh, so you early touchdown. You and him replace us? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Lacombe's been after my gig for months now. Just came on just, as a guest and fired us both. I'll put a. I'll, I'll just. You know, I'll cover your, I'll dip that in gold, that mic that you've been using. Yeah. Never to be used again. You know what it's dipped in right now? <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> You're such a freak, bro. <laughs> it's fondue in the morning with PK. Jeez. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, that'll do, fondue boy. <laughs> That kind of ended the segment. It really <laughs> did. I had a couple other questions about the playoffs. I mean, there's not a really whole lot you point. can do with that. <laughs> no. Within the context of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> As laid out by the FCC. You know, that was Majerus's. He used that all the time. What? Just context. You know, like, you know there's, a, there's a great way you can break a guy's ankle legally within the context of the rules. Oh. <laughs> You're right. Now that you say that, I can hear that. I hadn't thought of that in a long time. I miss him. I'm sure you do. Those are phenomenal times. <laughs> You're hiding in the hyper so he doesn't see you. <laughs> I used to do that on the road when you guys would have shoot around there or practice the night before, and he would think it'd be closed. I'd find a door that was open, and I'd, wa- I'd peer in from up top. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was in charge of the doors, bro. <laughs> I know. I just let you be. I can remember was out at TCU, and I'm sitting up there. I'm standing, looking around the corner, and then he tells us, uh, "No, the, the one guy, no, he didn't, he's not. Gonna, he didn't practice." And I saw the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't know I saw it. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? Spend another two hours in a hotel room by myself climbing the walls <laughs> so I would go to the arena and invariably you could find your way in and just check out what was going on or I could just call somebody on the team and they would tell me <laughs> you're not going to believe what happened at practice today we charted every Majin miss and told him so he can't shoot 
It was called team building. <laughs> and the team guys, destroying. guys, as soon as they get home, they'd call me. Oh, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> DJ, who do you think is going to win the Clippers series? Clippers. Yeah. I don't think Doncic is healthy. So that whole story about the tingling in his arms and the sharp pain, that's, that's not good. So it's looking Clippers and Suns on the other one, other side. No, it'll be Clippers and Jazz, and then it'll no, be saying, Suns yeah, and Suns, Suns and Nuggets. Looks like Suns Nuggets, and Nuggets are up three Ooh, two now. Hold off on that one though. PK Hold really on. does not want to write Portland off. No, I wouldn't either. You see, Dame hold. I mean, talk about championship aspirations. Yeah, a couple of those shots he hit last night were otherworldly. Yes. Did Nur- did Nurkic want to foul out? Why did he commit the last foul? Was he tired of playing? It was so clearly a situation he was going to foul. Why bother to contest that shot? Agreed. But I think sometimes within, oh, all right, context of the game. There it is. You know, again, you're viewing it with all our faculties. He's exhausted. Yeah. He's yeah. maybe confused. You know, when you run, you get tired. So many things going on. And uh, that's why, you know, being locked in, uh, Communication amongst players, coaches, all that stuff so vital. All right, Tim, we're going to leave it there with the uh, golden uh, chocolate-covered cheese yeah, microphone. We never did quite regain We didn't really get it back together it again. We tried, it but it failed. Bouncing around. Yep. All right, thanks, Tim. We'll talk to you again next week. Bring the fondue sticks. I shall. Goodbye, right. guys. Tim McComb, Jazz Studio Analyst. Shane Young, NBA Analyst and Columnist for Forbes Sports. Coming up, stay with us.